Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, my name is Angela Sharina. I'm a nutritionist, health and weight loss coach, helping people like you to change your eating habits to feel look and do your absolute best. So this week we are answering a lot of questions and today we have a few questions too and it's about sugar, carbohydrates and weight loss because there is so much confusion about these topics in the world of keto and fasting and uh, counting every single carb out there or trying to find some villain nutrient that is making all of us fat. So there is a lot going on out there when it comes to weight loss, different theories and uh, pills and magical solutions. But What science shows, um, there is no magic. And what ultimately works and is figuring out how to eat to easily maintain certain food intake that allows you not to put on weight year after year. And at the same time, eat in a way that helps you to maintain health and fitness. Because it is important, our health is not disconnected from our weight. And a lot of health issues, especially hormonal issues, can manifest as weight gain or weight loss or unusual fat distribution, like belly fat, for example, of fat that we tend to accumulate around our internal organs when uh, our health is not optimal. So back to our questions. Question number one, and these questions, I try to choose them so they are all kind of related and expand on the same subject. So question number one from Mike, would it be not noticeable if you avoided sugar for a week? And Mike is, of course, talking about weight loss. Would it be noticeable if you avoided sugar for a week? And my answer to that was, well, it depends. Does your sugar come from in a form of a lot of foods and drinks and at the end of the day it accumulates and adds a lot of calories or maybe sugar makes you overeat or maybe uh, you've been consuming so much sugar that now you are insulin resistant and your body just uh, can't lose any weight because your biochemistry isn't right for weight loss. Um, and so whether, and, and also sometimes when people talk about sugar, they talk about, I don't know, sugar that they add into their coffee, but they forget that uh, pasta or bread is kind of very similar to sugar. It's refined carbohydrate, it's starch, not sugar, that's why it's not sweet, but uh, it has very similar effect as white sugar that we um, that people add to their teas or coffee or eat in desserts. So will quitting sugar mean also eliminating all of that? And will that mean that now Mike uh, is going to not eat a lot of calories and maybe substitute those calories with vegetables and fruit that are much, that have much less calories and improve your health at the same time and metabolism, right? Um, so it, it, it depends. It really depends. Quitting sugar is also not a magical solution. If you just quit sugar in your tea, like, I don't know, a couple of teaspoons, and that's about 32 calories, but then you end up eating uh, more salad dressing and one tablespoon of salad dressing of oil 
for example, is about 100 calories, you end up adding like five of those and 500 calories, then probably quitting that sugar in your tea and coffee will have no effect. And you might even gain weight by quitting sugar. So as you can see, it's all about details. Like all these details, they do matter. So it's very hard to answer a question like this because there are so many factors I don't know. And so when you're trying to design your weight loss program, you also need to look at all those factors. Okay, so if you decided to quit certain uh, food or certain nutrient, um, are you by any chance substituting it with something else? Maybe something even more caloric or worse in some other a way for your progress? So think about all of these details. So thank you, Mike, for your question. Now, the next one. Uh, this, um, it was anonymous, and the question goes like this. I'm on a no-sugar, a low-carb diet, but I gained 4 kgs instead of losing it. What should I do? And guys, uh, in my life, I tried keto for six years. I did almost never ate any like fat bombs, but I did love bulletproof coffees. And at the end of it, I think because of so many nutrient imbalances, um, maybe like a fiber also, um, I started to overeat a lot of calories on keto, not carbs, but things like nut butters uh, or drinking bulletproof coffees, a lot of them, or eating a lot, a lot of uh, fatty proteins like eggs and fatty fish. Um, I basically just started overeating a lot of calories and I started to gain weight. And also probably my hormones were not at the best place because I started to lose my hair, actually. So I quit keto and I lost that weight and not gaining it back. It's been like, what, year and a half? So the point of me sharing this with you is for you to understand it's not about carbs, it's not about fats, uh, it's not about any nutrient, Is it's again about the overall diet. So you can easily eat zero carbs and still gain weight um, if you add a lot of fats, a lot of oils uh, everywhere. Um, and instead of, I don't know, eating sweet potato, now you have like three tablespoon of coconut oil that actually is going to end up a uh, total, uh, you absorbing many more calories. Um, so again, it's all about details. So can you gain weight on a low carb diet, on a keto diet? Yes, you definitely can. So in this scenario, I answered that um, the person should look at their calorie intake and track it for a day or two. And a good place to look for uh, too many unnecessary calories on a low carb and keto diets are things like cooking oils and butters. Like, I kid you not, I have... A couple of clients who came to me because they're like, well, I'm eating all healthy, but I'm gaining weight, not losing weight. And again, and for them, what made a difference is not adding oils to their cooking. I also had a client who, whose wife was cooking and she, she didn't have any problems with weight. And she would add a lot of olive oil or coconut oil, avocado oil everywhere. And so she wasn't gaining anything, but the guy was. And as soon as we dropped those oils and the family started adding their own fats and oils, he started to lose weight like uh, there is no tomorrow, meaning really easily. Um, so cooking oils can end up a lot of calories. Bulletproof coffees, you know, a trend in keto community, but can end, end up being additional five, six, seven hundred, sometimes even more 
more calories. So salad dressings, again, can be really fatty and calorie dense. Too many nuts and seeds. You know, I'm a huge fan of nuts and seeds, but they are easy, super easy to overeat. 100 grams on average would have about 500, 600 calories, guys. And 100 grams of nuts, especially cashews, not that much. Smoothies with added oils and fats. Yeah, a couple of tablespoons of coconut oil in your smoothie, additional 240 calories. Fat bombs and other high-fat healthy, quote-unquote, and keto, quote-unquote, desserts. Also calories that are not magic. So low-carb, keto diet, you can still gain weight. This is the takeaway. So again, you need to look at a whole picture of your diet and lifestyle, not just how many carbs you eat. Uh, and the last question for today that is also very related to the previous questions, it comes from Sophia, or Sophia, Sophia probably, how much carb, fat, and protein intake is required for a weight loss? Great question, Sophia. So for weight loss, studies have shown that it's very beneficial, especially for sustainable weight loss and body weight maintenance, to make sure that you eat enough protein and not the minimum to prevent deficiency that is recommended all over the place in health institutions or authorities. Not the minimum, but about 08 0.9 multiply by your ideal body weight, uh, your target by body weight in pounds, or two by your weight in kilograms. So that is the amount that will help you to lose weight, maintaining lean body mass and maintaining low level of hunger and staying full. Um, so protein, focus on that, make sure that you eat enough and then carbohydrates and fats, um, make sure that you eat a variety of fibers and essential fats coming from fatty fish, uh, from uh, nuts and seeds, especially things like walnuts. Uh, make sure that you eat a lot of fiber in vegetables and fruit and carbohydrates. Um, focus on whole foods and eat a mix of fats and carbs. And of course, make sure that you are in a calorie deficit uh, and you can maintain it. And that's going to be the defining factor, whether you see the progress you want to see or not. But again, uh, studies have shown that uh, what works really well is having enough and sometimes even more protein uh, that really helps with weight loss, especially long term. Um, so having enough protein, having uh, a mix of whole foods that contain fiber and fats and carbohydrates. And that works uh, the best for most people long term. And of course, don't forget about calorie deficit and uh, in somewhat in, in somewhat simple way, figuring out how you can do that without obsessing about calories and every single piece of food that you put in your mouth. And that's it for today, guys. These uh, were the questions that I got, that I chose for you, because uh, I believe uh, there is a lot of, again, confusion about sugar, about carbs, about weight loss. Uh, and don't forget to look at the whole picture of your diet and lifestyle. And also remember that energy balance is still very, very important. There is no magical solution that's going to make you avoid that energy equation. Like There is a reason why we used to put on weight even 
when we were hunter-gatherers, even when we were cavemen, even 100 and 200 years ago. Uh, the first diet, low-carb diet, I think was invented, I don't know, maybe 200 years ago. But even, you know, kings and emperors, they used to get fat. And most of the time they would eat all these uh, whole foods because there were not that much processed foods. But they were overeating all the time. And um, as soon as you get into a position where you eat less, you usually start losing weight. Of course, there are hormones, of course, there's stress and insulin resistance and all these other factors. And addressing them, for some of you, might be necessary to start losing weight, especially with age. Our hormonal balance changes a lot. But at the end of the day, you need to look at the amount of food you eat, whether you choose to eat carbohydrates, a lot of them, or not. And that's the bottom line, guys. And don't forget that if you have a very specific, unique, maybe you th- maybe it is very unique for, for you, for your life situation, if you have that question, please send it to me, Angela, at Create Yourself That Today. I'll give you the best data based on science, based on the evidence that we have. Sometimes we don't have science, but we have a lot of evidence from uh, people like yourself. So send me this question and I'm going to answer it. Or maybe your your friend have a question or your family member, or maybe you are arguing about whether this is right or this is wrong, maybe keto, low carb, no carb, or many carbs. Uh, um, send me this question and I'm going to help you to figure it out. What is uh, a solution? What is a more balanced answer here? Also, guys, don't forget that on September 1st, we are starting Belly Fat Zero Three Months Group Coaching Challenge, where you get to learn so much more about your metabolism and how to tweak and work with that to look the way you want to look. Um, you're gonna learn, like you're gonna learn all the nutrition and health and lifestyle basics that they never taught us at school, and that will help you to maintain your ideal body weight and physique, and uh, to make choices easier in our overabundant food environment. Um, it's gonna help you to do all of that and look and feel the way you want to look and feel for life. So this is, um, there is a link in the show notes with all the details. And guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'll come back tomorrow. And till next time, eat better daily.